Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Is your muffin buttered? Would you like to have someone to butter your muffin? <laughs> Excuse me. What? Excuse me. What? Hey, you over there on the chaise lounge in your underwear. What are you doing sitting down? You should be horizontal now. Hey. What's up? This is Danny Palmer from Wet Leg. Uh, what's up, jeans? I know on Wednesdays I typically do the uh, fun fr- or, uh, an interview, but uh, I'm going to Denver on Wednesday. So I'm not going to be here to do that, and uh, I, don't, I don't really know what to do on weeks like this. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this pod for like three years, and I've only had one time when I was in Miami last year that I didn't release an interview on a Wednesday. I just did like a solo pod, and then the, the listenership was like exactly the same. <laughs> so who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? But uh, yeah, I'm going to be in Denver uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, I'm going to be with uh, Ricky Velez. He's headlining... At um, Comedy Works, which apparently is one of the best clubs in the country. So it's going to be really fun, dude. If you're in Denver, fucking come come to one of the shows, dude. And fucking chill, dude. It's fucking lit, dude. I was like, uh, I started off by the pod by reading the, um, by doing those lyrics from Wet Leg. Because, dude, they're so lit. That band Wet Leg, that song Chase Lounge. Have you heard it? If you haven't heard it, you should like hit stop, play Wet Leg. I mean, Chase Lounge by Wet Leg. And then come back and resume your listenership of the podcast sorry i'm hiccuping but dude they're so fucking lit i love them dude but first of all i, I was gonna save i'm gonna do a fun friday pod too so i'll save the feedback and shit like that for the fun friday pod but um i was like so what what the fuck is going on in denver so basically i think i'm gonna title this episode danny in denver very vain and then i'll talk through some of some cool things about denver you know, I've never been there. Have you been there? I've never been there. I went there once at the airport. I, w- I went on a ski trip with my ex-girlfriend to Park City, Utah. Got fucking wildly sick from altitude sickness the first day. And I was making me nervous. But Park City is at 7,000 feet altitude and Denver's at 5,000. So hopefully I'll be fine. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go there. I'm going to get altitude sickness. I'm going to be paranoid from like a weed edible. And then I'm just going to crawl into a ball. <laughs> Oh boy, no, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be just fine. So this article I found, it's uh, what is this? It's some website. Who gives a fuck? That this is like some of the things that you should know about Denver. So I'm gonna read some of these and also make fun of them. Casual is key. We take a lot of pride in our chillness. Overdressing is a great way to stick out as a tourist, unless it happens to be Derby Day, where everyone dresses to the nines. So why is Denver so obsessed with the Kentucky Derby? I know everybody is, but it's like, is it because there's a lot of horses? Is it because there's that horse statue outside of the airport? And apparently the giant blue horse statue outside of the Denver airport fell on its creator and killed him. Did you know that? Did you know that? What about that? And the and the Cheeseman, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Cheeseman Park. Uh, apparently there's a lot of like dead bodies under there that nobody can identify. So that's fun. Uh, okay. All right. Everyone brunches. Dude, I don't think that that's a, a fact that's unique to Denver, Colorado. People brunch over the fucking country. Okay. I mean, I I don't like when a city acts like its common thing is unique. It's not, dude. Okay. They said some of the some of the best brunch spots. <laughs> this reminds me of the SNL sketch where Adam Sandler is uh, uh Chris Farley's aggrieved husband, and she just keeps reading like uh, photo or guide reviews of restaurants and like this delectable brunch spot in Soho, and he's like, "Kill me now, God." <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Um, apparently, so apparently there's a lot of art in Denver. I thought this was kind of interesting. There's over 400 pieces of super cool public art and street art in Denver. And there's a city law that if your building costs over a million dollars, you have to put 1% of the total cost of the building towards building on-site public art. So if you have a hundred or a $10 million building, you'd need to spend a hundred thousand dollars on public art to be compliant with, uh, the regulations. That's kind of cool. I like that. It's kind of lit, dude. You know what I mean? Fucking lit. Right? If you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. Yeah, okay, dude. You know, like, oh, wow. Thanks for the weather information, bro. But apparently they have 300 days of sunshine in Denver. I mean, that's kind of surprising to me. You would think it'd be more snow. Apparently, like, the weather changes a lot. Who cares? Denverites are super friendly. <laughs> Denver is just full of complete assholes. Don't be surprised if a stranger waves or says hello on the street or starts chatting you up in a bar. Yeah, I hope some beautiful strangers chat me up in a bar. What's up, girls? <laughs> How y'all doing, dude? I like when I feel like New York is the OG for like naming neighborhoods, uh, city name or um, sorry, naming like neighborhoods after like cool shortened names, versions of the, the actual name like Soho, you know, for south of Houston. But apparently in Denver they've got Lodo, Lower Downtown, Rhino, River North. That's where you're supposed to go. That's like the cool spot, dude. But I'm gonna be hanging out in Sobo, dude. South Broadway, dude. You can't say Sobo with a straight face. That's just whack, dude. Only people from Cap Hill would say Sobo. <laughs> I have no idea what these places are. Um, oh, apparently they have a lot of good craft beers in Denver. That's cool, dude. And they call Coors uh, Colorado Kool Aid. That's fun. Didn't know about that. There's what are these breweries? Wincoop what? Wincoop and Load Lowdown. Epic and Lowdown. I'm down for that shit, dude. Here's what you gotta do if you're out drinking. Don't drink Tangeray and Tonic. Switch it over to soda, no calories. And every two to three drinks, I would say, alternate and have a beer. So that way you're not having too many calories, but you're not just like getting completely hammered on uh fucking liquor, pure liquor. You know what I mean? Dude, last Saturday, here's a quick fun story. <laughs> I emceed at uh, New York Comedy Club, the five o'clock show, and then there were two bachelorette parties there, and I was going to go meet my friend Sky in Brooklyn, and then that fell apart or something. So then one of the bachelorettes texted me and was like, hey, come meet us at uh, Home Sweet Home. I was like, okay. Or Flower Shop. Dude, Flower Shop's very lit. So then I was just like hanging out with a bachelorette party for like two hours, and I kept going. I was like, am I crashing your party? Do you guys want me to leave? And they're like, no, it's fine. But then I ended up like hanging out with the bride for most of the night. <laughs> I don't know. The girl that invited me um, was getting hit on by like three different guys. I'm like, I'm like, you know, if you just meet somebody, you can't be like possessive and dominate their time. You know, you just kind of got to roll with the punches. So then me and the bride were just like hanging out. She had this like, it's like, you know, make no mistake about which of these women is about to get married because she had a white dress on to indicate her status as the bride. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm talking to you. I'm not trying to be inappropriate. And then I went to be to buy, I always trying to be a little inappropriate. Then I went to buy them drinks at the bar. Uh, and then I came back to the dance floor. And I, I was standing there with like three drinks and they were gone. And then the people and the dance floor on the dance floor at Home Sweet Home probably thought I was a loser. They're like, who's this guy by himself with three drinks, dude? A, make some friends. B, cut back on the booze. The fuck are you doing, pal? But then the bride messaged me, and she said that they went up. The bouncer was like, you have friends upstairs, but then the person upstairs was not, in fact, their friend. That was literally how she wrote it. So, you know, there's that. That's something. Is that, does that count as a night out? I feel it does. I'm not going to have Denver omelets, dude. Fuck that. I'm not eating bull. I don't even want to say it. It's gross. Gross, 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 gross. Apparently, they have good trout in Denver. Dude, I'll, I'll fucking... 
Eat some trout, smoked, filleted, or whole, okay? And green chili, then a red chili. In Denver, the chili is green and made with tart tomatillos. <laughs> Dude, how the fuck do you pronounce that? Tomatillos. Tomatillos? Tomatillos. Ah, oh, Danny, tomatillos and pork. We eat it by the bowl on burritos and hakur. All right, dude. You know, I, I, I don't mind when, like, you know, culture or city, like, touristy kind of articles try to be a little bit flippant, a little fun. But then when they go too far and it just, like, enters into cheese zone, it's like, come on, dude. Just fucking relax. Lamb, bison, and buffalo. I like that shit. And apparently Colorado-style pizza is super thick crust that you dip in honey. What? I don't know if I want to dip my... Do I want to dip my pizza in honey? Is that the fucking... Is that a good idea? I don't know. Then apparently they like dogs in Denver. Yeah, dude, everybody likes dogs, bro. Okay. And then it's a, it talked about be careful with your alcohol intake. Everybody, you want to go to Denver? I'm sure I would imagine most people to get high and party, and then you just get overwhelmed because the air is thin, and you're not ready to, to tolerate that level of weed. Um, but they go if you normally walk or hike four miles a day at home in one hour, you might only be able to muster up two two and a half miles in Denver. You'll likely be slower and breathier, too, because you're only getting 80% of the oxygen that you do at home. Dude, I don't like that. I would like to have full-level oxygen. Can they look into that? Right. Okay, a few of the things about Denver, and then I'm going to talk about Wet Leg, this band. I love them, dude. They're so good. And Elton John likes them, too, okay? So fucking deal with that shit, bro. All right? Um, so apparently they have a Denver gorilla run where they have like a like a 5K or something like that, and then it's like the world's largest gathering of people dressed as gorillas. <laughs> They had 1,061 people do that in 2013. It's like, are you proud of that? I guess. It seems like, it, also, it seems really hot. I don't want to run a fucking race in a gorilla suit, dude. That sounds whack. But I guess this uh, is to support this uh, Mountain Gorilla Conservation Fund. Ooh, there's mountain gorillas in Colorado, dude. I want to check those out. <laughs> what if you just showed up to Denver and you started shooting all their gorillas? What? I don't know. I thought I, I thought you guys were like rugged and shit, bro. No, don't don't kill the gorillas, dude. Fucking dick move, bro. Uh, and apparently they had these uh, pink baby doll faces popping up all over the town. I guess this was, this was a, from a few years back, but I, I'm curious as if there's if they're still there. It's just like a pink plastic baby head with its eyes closed, and they're just like up on trees and poles all over the town. What do you think about that shit, dude? I don't know. You know, in Atlanta when I was there, they had a thing where like. They had art cows that were all over the city, and then just, you just see them at random spots. Like, oh, there's another art art cow. I guess we're in a real artistic town here. <laughs> and then here in New York, they have this fucking statue of Lenin on the top of a building in the East Village, Lower East Side. It kind of moves around a little bit, but it's so weird. It's like this giant statue of Lenin. It's like, dude, I don't think that was a very good man. I'm not sure we should be supporting him. <laughs> I mean, this this story is kind of interesting. Although you always got to wonder with questions like or stories like this, like you have to question, like, is this actually did this actually happen? It says on February 1st, 1976, Elvis Presley was hanging with a couple of Denverites at his Graceland home in Memphis. And he got to talking about the unforgettable fool's gold loaf sandwich he'd had at the Colorado Mine Company in Denver. I guess Colorado Mine Company is a fucking restaurant. Next thing you know, they fired up Presley's private jet, the Lisa Marie, and arrived at the Stapleton International Airport at nearly 2 a.m., where the eateries owners, eateries owners, a lot of vowels in those two words, were waiting with 30 fool's gold loaves, Perrier, and champagne. Did you think I was going to say Perrier like an idiot? I said Perrier. I got it, dude. I got it. After enjoying their delectably decadent sandwiches, uh, once again, with the trying too hard on these little cute articles, they flew on back to Graceland without having ever left the airport. What the fuck? 
Why, dude? That's insane. I would not risk my life for some fucking sandwiches. Just stay overnight, dude. Walk around, see the sights. <laughs> Apparently, this fool's gold loaf—you hollow out a warm loaf of bread and then you fill it up with a jar of peanut butter, a jar of grape jelly, and one pound of bacon. Dude, peanut butter and jelly? Really? I don't know if that's my thing, dude. I like had a fleeting moment in my mind of talking about uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. And then I was like, you know what, Danny? No, you're not going to comment on that. That topic has been discussed ad nauseum by everybody in media, everybody around the world. Like, it's not, I have nothing to add. I think one of my strengths is knowing when I have nothing to contribute. Unlike Wet Leg, the fucking dope ass band. They're so lit, dude. They're so lit. I read this article about them. Their names are Hester Chambers and Rian Teasdale. They're from Isle of Wight, which is this fucking island in England. And they just took the fuck off. It bothers me because they were played Mercury Lounge, which is in, on the Lower East Side here, in December. I, if I know that, I would have gone. I was. Do, do you, are you able to keep track of live music concerts and shit? I don't know where to go. Like, I feel like I, I get these newsletters from like Oh My Rockness, and I try to keep track of the bands, and then I never go to the bands. It's kind of embarrassing. Damn it. My buddy Will Winter had a, uh, he's a comic. He's been on the pod. He had a bachelor party. And then we started out the night at this um, venue in Brooklyn. What the fuck is this place called? I forget. But it was, I thought it was going to be like a regular concert, like a rock concert or something. But it was just like this very like avant garde presentation where there were these like, it was almost like a Zoom presentation. There's this giant wall. It's kind of the surround sound space. And there were like three talking heads in the wall. But apparently one of the guys had died or the main guy had died and they were presenting his music. So I was like, you know, we don't know what the fuck's going on. We're just like, what the, what is this dude? But then you can't make fun of it because it's somebody that died. So you have to just be like, oh man, yeah, I'm taking this really seriously. Can we go to a different bar? Anywho, <laughs> back to Wet Leg. Uh, they just got signed in May 2020, a well-known London manager signed them then, and they just took off. It was like the a very quick and unexpected ascension as any in recent pop history. And then Domino Records uh, made a deal with them six months later after having only heard four songs on a private SoundCloud. And Domino Records has uh, bands like Cat Power and Arctic Monkeys. Dude, Arctic Monkeys. Oh, wait. Do I like the Arctic Monkeys? I kind of do. I kind of don't. They're all right. They've, they've got their moments. But they're better than fucking Panic at the Disco. Dude, Panic at the Disco is so whack. And I'm sorry. I'm sure that the Panic in the Disco singers, <laughs> Panic at the Disco singers, are, uh, you know, have listened to every episode of my podcast and give a shit about what I think. But it's just not for me, dude. It's like this high-pitched, whiny, uh, just, it doesn't, it does not work. It's not good. To me, it's not good. Um, but this song, Chase Lounge, are you sitting over there on the chaise lounge in your underwear we should be horizontal no. uh that song arrived last june and then it got on the streaming services as i mentioned elton john played it on, on his apple music radio show and dave Grohl said there are nights when we just play that song on repeat oh man that makes me sad thinking about taylor hawkins listening to that song on repeat fuck he was so cool dude i'm so sad that he died i watched this like hour and a half long interview with him on howard stern he just seemed so just nice and humble and like i like when people are talking to each other and listen and are respectful of their space and don't jump on each other or like you know not listen to the person and just wait to talk and he's he seemed to be all of those things which is 
It just, it's a, it sucks, dude. Anyways, these girls in Chase Lounge, or, um, sorry, Wet Leg, they're 29 and they're 28. And they've got this new album, self-titled album due April 8th, which I guess that's like a week from Friday. Uh, and um, I guess it's just going to be called Wet Leg. And it's got more smart, frisky, neo-new wave songs about the challenges of being a middle-class woman in her late 20s. I got it. I got a new. I got some news for you, ladies. You're not going to be middle class for long. You're about to be a fucking dope ass star, dude. Very lit. Uh, they talk about Instagram dating apps. That work is boring. Boyfriends are fickle and deserve to be mocked. Easy, okay? As they are in Wet Dream and Loving You. Um, but yeah. Anyways, the, it's a, just a fucking great band, and it's a great good time. And they were inter- being interviewed, and they said we didn't aspire to get signed. We thought it would not be in the cards. We just wanted to play some silly songs. And they, they come from this town. The Isle of Wight only has like 141,000 people. It's not, it says it's hardly known as a launching pad of global talent. The bucolic island is distinguished by its chalky white cliffs and Victorian cottages. And being there is like going back in time. It's very British. So basically, they were like kind of playing on their own for a couple of years, like 2016 to 2018. And um, they, you know, it's when you're trying to work your way up in the arts from the ground up, like it's a nightmare, you know? And, uh, one of these girls was talking about this. So I'm I'm losing track of who is who by their last name. But um, Chambers said, I've played to literally no one before. That was fun. <laughs> no one's in the audience. You're just sitting there playing music. Dude, that's not fun. I mean, Steve Martin used to, when he was a kid, he worked at Disneyland and he was supposed to, he was like a magician and he would try to lure people in from outside of the, like, I don't know what it was, like the house that he was in within Disneyland with with magic but he was often just performing alone in there like you, sometimes you gotta fucking grind right from the start and then uh at one show it says teasdale had a near meltdown she'd driven four hours for a solo gig and everyone in the festival tent where she played was eating <laughs> after two songs i started crying hysterically i've been playing music for five years just because it becomes so intertwined in your identity and then so she asked chambers to back her up on stage so she'd feel less lonely and Chambers was feeling not great, too. She was having panic, panic attacks before her shows. She started apprenticing in her parents' jewelry business. She was like, okay, well, maybe making music isn't in my stars. And I was pretty gutted. I love when British people speak like that. It was, I was simply gutted, Donnie. So you, want, you might wonder why the name Wet Leg. It's such a dumb name, and it serves as a reminder to not take themselves seriously. I like that kind of shit, you know? Um. She said, that's why it's so weird, because the moment we stopped trying to make anyone else happy and did a band for the joy of playing and hanging out, that's when her voice trailed off. But, you know, that's when shit started to take off. And it's kind of awesome. And there's this band, Churches. They're a Scottish band. Oh, they're cool. I like them. Um, They had Wet Leg open for them on some dates in December. And they said, it's rare to find a band that from the off, from the off, they must be British, other Scottish, from the off, you mean from the get? From the off sounds unique, individual, and identifiable. Lyrically, they can be wry, but their music feels very honest and joyful. It's so honest and joyful. I also think it's rare for women to be allowed to have a sense of humor in their music, which is just another thing to love about them. Yeah, dude. It's fucking great. And they talked about how they kind of gather strength from each other, and they just kind of keep going and like feel the fear, but do it anyway is their motto. And as you know, I always love inspiring quotes here on The Danny Palmer Show. So that's fun. I think that's basically it for this fucking June. Wait, at the end of this article, there's more little cute, inspiring stuff. I like it. They basically like complimented each other. Um, Chambers said, Rianne is funny and ethereal. That sounds cheesy. But when we met at uni, I knew you were going to do something really wild. You're just a star and you're pretty. 
Teasdale said, I'm blushing. Hester is kind and generous. You're very quiet, and you have the smallest handwriting I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> smallest handwriting. That's good. I like that. It's a specific comment about somebody. And, you know, is that a hurtful thing to say? Not really. Is it a weird attribute to have very small handwriting? Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right. The, I'll, I'll wrap this up with this this final uh, thought from this article. Underneath their talk about feeling overwhelmed and overcoming fear, there's also a resolve about how to present themselves. A lot of the internet is saturated with images that make you feel like you're not enough or you don't have enough, Teasdale said. I don't want to be in a band that makes people, young girls in particular, feel like shit about themselves. True to their island background, the two offered a nautical simile? Oh yeah, simile, not smile, simile. A nautical simile that sums up the voyage so far. We're like two little seals surfing the wave. Two seal pups surfing along. And then they laughed. Oh, that's cute. Look at the little seal pups. Don't get eaten by sharks, girls. Be careful. Jane. Yeah, all right. Thanks for listening to the, to the fucking Danny Palmer show. If you're in Denver this weekend, you know, let's fucking party and shit, dude. I feel like Denver is my like number two or three market. So maybe people will hear this there. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and if, you, if you're in New York, come to Black Hat LES. Danny Palmer, I see on Instagram. Hit me up. No one ever does. 21 minutes. Not too fucking. G. Peace.